Can I ask you a question? What was your favorite thing to learn about as a kid? Maybe dinosaurs? Or cowboys? Or even Disney princesses? For me, it was pirates. What's cooler than the freedom of the high seas? The dramatics of fancy pirate hats and eye patches and peg legs. The stories of adventure. Pirates was pretty much all I cared about. As children develop, it's important to figure out and develop your own interest. Even if that means that I did have a CW supernatural phase in my life. But passions and interests make life fun and make learning interesting both when you're a kid and as an adult. People may not understand why shipwrecks specifically speak to you, or maybe learning the history of different cults is about equivalent to crack for some people, but I think it matters less about what we're interested in and more about having those interests to discover and sometimes retreat into when it feels like nothing else is working out in your life. Finding this passion can also lead to finding others with the same interest as you and building a community around Star Wars or anime or any of the billions of passions that exist. But do these passions grow with you as you get older? Is the reason I like cowboys so much now because I liked pirates so much then? I don't know, but I'd like to figure out, which is why I'm bringing on friends with huge passions and interests of their own to find out. For me, my love of pirates, which has continued to grow as I've gotten older, is one of the few things that I learn about and focus on just for me. It's not for school or because my friends all want me to watch it or any other reason because I think pirates are about the dopest thing to learn about, other than maybe cowboys. So in this show, we're going to find out about how interests can grow from childhood to adulthood, and maybe change a little along the way. Welcome to Growing Interest. I feel like maybe this is just my own thought process, but I feel like there's this stigma that it's like something that you enjoy as a kid is something that you're supposed to grow out of. Today I'm sitting down with one of my best friends, Kat Kendi. Kat is a student at Mary Washington studying history, and I am so excited to talk to her today. And I'm really excited to delve into my CDCD past with Riley Smedley. <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so what do you remember being one of your first childhood interests? Like for me, it was probably Pirates was like one of my first ones, and I was obsessed with China for whatever reason. <laughs> I love it. That checks out um so I feel like this is very true for a lot of children for me thinking about one of my first loves was animals I loved animals so much of all kinds like whenever people would say like oh what's your favorite animal it was really difficult for me to nail down one like it would honestly change my answer would change like every time someone would ask me because like oh I just learned this really cool fact about tigers or like dogs can do this thing because I had a dog so like dogs right. were always there Yep. Um, so that was just something that I would cycle through like bears the amount of information I learned about black bears was just alarming I think to my parents <laughs> um, so I think that was really one of my first really strong interests of being like yes this is something that I am passionate about and think is fascinating like we used to play like veterinarian all the time like I would bring all my stuffed animals out to the couch and my mom would pretend to be like a person coming in with her like sick pet 
and I would have to treat them is something that like we would like play together that's so cute (laughs) (laughs) did you like did you have lots of like books and stuff I remember like because I was obsessed with dogs specifically for a while and I had an encyclopedia that had every type like every major dog and I would read through it every day like I wanted to be like a judge on um the dog show that they do after Thanksgiving yes 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 I know exactly what you're talking about yes no we did we did have a couple of those as well um I think I know the exact dog book you're talking about um (laughs) yeah yeah I yeah we definitely had those around the house so it was my dad I remember would try to like read them to me but I remember also thinking that they were kind of just like a dictionary so it wasn't like as enjoyable as just like reading about the dogs themselves or like whenever we would go to the zoo like I would always like poke a zookeeper and be like, what does this mean? Or why are, why is the animal doing that? Why does it have water in its cage? Can it swim? Is it going to be okay? Um, and just like different things like that. <laughs> I'm totally with you. Honestly, I can totally see animals being an interest that you had. Like for some reason that totally clicks in my mind. I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, checks out that I was, I was one of those animal lovers. Weirdly, one of the ones that my mom still gets a kick out of. One of my second biggest interests like, and this wasn't even, like, thing, like, middle school, like, when we were thinking, like, young, this was, like, from the time I learned how to write letters, I love to write. Yeah. Like, which I think my mom still just get, thinks is so fascinating, because literally, like, in kindergarten, I don't know if you remember, but, like, when we were first learning how to write, we would get those sheets, and maybe this was just my school that did this, but it would be, like, a picture that would have, maybe it would be, like, a house and, like, a tree, or it would be, like, someone riding a bicycle, and you had like a bunch of lines underneath and you would be like, okay, you have 10 minutes, write a story. Right. Um, no, I totally did that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's something we would do. And I would go ham. Like I would write pages of stuff about these stories. And my mom still has them like in our basement. Cause I was like five years old and writing like booklets right. of stories, which she just thought was so strange that her little five-year-old was like going off I think literally her favorite story is that I wrote about her pregnancy with John my older brother who is seven years older than me of course I know vividly what that was like (laughs) (laughs) but that's one of the ones that I wrote about it was like she gave birth and his name was John that's so funny I love that I love that you were (laughs) writing little stories and also very ironic because I mean obviously we're very good friends but I definitely not that young but I think when I was in like fourth grade I had a teacher that would do writing prompts on the board and people would always write like one paragraph and I would be like on page seven of my story (laughs) this is when the robots come into play (laughs) (laughs) what do you feel like some of your main interests are nowadays thinking I guess mostly about my major um I love history that that has also been something that's thinking of also like thinking back to childhood that's been like a very main part of my life but I don't think I realized that it was a main part of my life like a focus like actually very recently one of my classes we've been talking a lot about terminology and how people view history Uh, and the thing is that most people don't realize or really think that they know a lot about history because the term they're using is the past that they think about their past and to them, that's not necessarily history, because history is supposed to be this really broad term, like civil wars, like very like key turning points that impact everyone. Right. So when you think about your past, you're like, oh, well, that's just me. So that's not necessarily as like as important uh, as something like major when it is. Your past is history, uh, and that's something that is I always think about, like my past, about my family, 
uh, like very recently, uh, my grandfather actually and I sat down and went through like my family's genealogy, uh, which is very like in-depth history specifically about me, but it is history. And like thinking about as, as growing up as a military child, I have been lucky enough to grow up in a lot of different places around the world. And my dad would always take us on these really elaborate like walking tours and be like, so this is what this means. And like, so this building has withstood the test of time, like bombings, like different wars, and it's still here. And I think really being there and seeing those places, like, you know, not just in a book or like hearing about it, but actually being able to touch these objects really impacted me and made me realize that history is how I view the world and helps me make sense of what's going on, which is why now it is still one of my major interests and why I've chosen to hopefully make a career out of it. Do you feel like you have a specific, uh, like, um, I don't know, era, time period, kind of genre? Genre is not the yeah. right word. But, uh, no, it's it, I, yeah, I know what you mean. This is also why I think it's very funny to me because I guess like on an academic level, I would have to say like Russia during World War II because that's just an abundance of classes I've taken are on that subject. And like my thesis in history was on that subject. However, like thinking of like, as a, like looking back as a freshman in college, I never would have thought this is where I would have been led. And to be honest, I ended up here because the Russian professor, like Russian history professor here at UMW was so engaging that for me, it was the way that he taught I was like, I am learning so much. This is so awesome. Because a lot of uh, the way that the history major works here is that, you know, it's really, we want you to learn the broader context of like how to engage with history. So you can take pretty much whatever era you want that interests you, as long as you're getting the broader concepts. But thinking about it, I am just so in love with the world. <laughs> like that's like, it, I could learn about Scotland and be amazed, China, Africa, like anywhere in the world, I think. I could become engaged with their history because it's all just so interesting. Yeah. No, that's good though. That's awesome that you're like, that everything, everything fits. Yeah. It's, it's um, a good and a bad, <laughs> a little bit. It does make it hard bit. to specify down, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also just really weird. I think it's just the way that my brain is wired that it's not even just like really important key things of history. Like thinking literally yesterday, my roommate and I went to a distillery because she is uh, doing an exhibit for them for one of her classes. And so we went on a tour of the distillery so she could get like a lay of the land, get the feel. But then also we learned so much about the history of this distillery and also bourbon. Um, <laughs> and I was in love with it. I asked so many questions. I was, this is so fascinating, like learning about the development of this. But like thinking about it in like hindsight or stepping back, this is such a minuscule part of history that doesn't necessarily impact anyone but this distillery and like the people in Virginia that right. would necessarily care about this. I definitely, pirates are like the history that I, golden age yeah. is what I like learning 100%. about. And recently cowboys. But nice. I will say like, I think no matter where you look, like if I find the right thing, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so interested now. Like yeah. I just need to find something that I connect with. That, I, that hook. That hook, exactly, yeah. Also, thinking um, of cowboys makes me think of Red Dead Redemption. Thinking of other like main interests, like on a less academic side, yeah. video games is also something that I am obsessed with in like a lot of different like genres of video games because I know right. there are like so many different kinds. But like thinking about that, that that really has also been like an interest because I used to sit around 
and watch my brothers play Pokemon on their Game Boy Advance. Right. And yeah. now I play Pokemon on my Switch, like 15 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I feel like that that can connect though really easily to history because like I mean I guess not with every game but like I'm thinking of like Skyrim or Red Dead Redemption yeah like Skyrim has its own made-up history and Red Dead Redemption has a lot of real history packed into the games like yeah and same with like Assassin's Creed right yeah yeah but what other video games are you like interested in like do you have others that you feel like connect I'm trying to think I mean like ones that I've been playing recently are the Jedi Fallen Order game uh <laughs> on the ps4 and then also i've recently i got it for christmas i got i've gotten into legend of zelda breath of the wild breath um, of the wild is super good and i feel like awesome yeah not to keep being like both of those connect to history but like definitely breath of the wild like has its own history though it's kind of in a weird almost folk yeah. tale kind of way yeah um, and so but there's something there's something there that could potentially be shifted into okay so do you feel like your interests connect from like history and video games now to like animals in the in writing in the past I think in some ways yes because thinking about the thread between all of these I think is a very creative element especially thinking about writing specifically that I think for that because now like I in middle school slash high school I don't know if it was just that like that angsty phase, but I kind of stopped writing that I just didn't, because before like I would literally just write like fantasy, like all the time, like not just like diary journals, it would be like whole like stories of worlds that I would create. And I remember even now, like my grandparents, cause you know, I feel like your extended family is always like, they have you in your mind, you're a very set age. And that age is like 10. <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> I'm 10 years old in a 22 year old's body. <laughs> um, so for them, they're always like, oh, it's so like, what are you writing these days? Because right. they think that like, still when I was 10 and that's what I was doing all the time. Yeah. And I don't know, I just kind of like stopped writing. Um, I don't know if it's because I was like thinking of being an author. I was like, this is so difficult to do. And I don't know if I have that drive to commit myself to this. And so actually very recently, I don't know if it's just because of the pandemic, you know, I'm trapped in a room by myself most of the time. <laughs> that I have tried to like write again. But I think even without writing, the main component of that was my creativity of my mind being like, I wanna create this idea or I wanna do this like to like show people and say, this is something I've thought of in my mind. Let me share it with you in this way. Right. And thinking about history right now, I always knew that I didn't necessarily wanna teach, that that wasn't something I wanted to do, but I still wanted a career in history and I still wanted to engage with it in a really interesting way and similarly thinking about like as a child going to all of these places and seeing them that creative element I think has continued because I'm really interested in now in a career potentially in museums in exhibits in exhibit design and being able to piece together these different objects and tell a story that way and saying look this is what I found out about this really cool thing let me share it with you in an engaging way that you can try to figure out for yourself and take home and also like really excitedly tell someone about what you learned through this story that I was able to share with you. Museums nowadays, I think have such a, um, like I think they're getting more and more creative. I yeah. think there's more and more like, I don't know, like making history something you can physically touch or making, yes. like, I don't know, I just feel like- It's, it's, like, it's, it's like an experience now, especially with like technology. Yeah. So many museums now are incorporating 
more videos into it or like really close to me is the Marine Corps Museum. Mm -hmm. And they actually have, they have created, it's this hallway and they have designed it to be like a battle. So they have, it's nuts. So they have, it's like super dark. They have like, so all of the walls are like videos and they're basically real live footage from different wars that have been captured. And you're walking through this hallway in the middle of a fight. Right. And it is one of the most, I'm not gonna lie, it was trauma. It's traumatizing. It's an incredible way to engage with history because it makes it so much more real. It makes it so much more gripping to say, look at this. This is what happened. Right. And so it's, yeah. it's incredible. It's what they're doing. Like museums, I think, are really, they're stepping up. There's such a creative element in museum design. I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, okay, so do you ever feel like you fall back onto interests, like maybe when you're bored, when you're feeling sad? Like, I know I sometimes am like, oh, okay, I'm depressed. I'm going into pirates now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Absolutely, yes. Uh, Video games especially, I think, because like history, it's weird because it is both a personal love and also a professional love. Right, yeah. That makes sense. So in a weird way, video games is kind of like my soulless, where in one way I'm like, wow, having this as a career would be awesome because it is something I really love and enjoy. But also it's nice to know that it's just like, at the end of the day, I'm going to like close the history book. I'm going to turn off my computer and I'm going to grab whatever console I'm playing that day and just escape into this world that really has nothing to do with the real world and like, just go off. Like I still have like in my desk, I still have my DS that when I'm really feeling nostalgic, I'll whip out the club penguin DS game and play that. Get it. Yeah. I do like, like with video games, I feel like it's so nice for me because I like that um, it's an escape, but also I like that it's interactive. Like sometimes like if I'm just like watching TV, I get like a little antsy, like I want to do yes. something, you know? Yes. With video games, it's like you're playing through the story. I like that you're actively engaged in yes. what you're doing. It's an awesome experience. It very much is. And like thinking weirdly, I don't think on the reverse of something that like I don't engage with anymore or like isn't really something that like I've kind of myself off from weirdly it's animals that like yeah. I let me let me like go like I still love animals it's not that like I'm like I hate animals now <laughs> um it's that because again like for a long time like when I was younger like I would play vet and okay. all of my family would be like oh she's totally gonna become a veterinarian when she gets older like that's what she's gonna do and then it's this I think it's, it's this weird thing between like childhood and adulthood when you start realizing maybe more of like the reality of what this means And I remember, I think I was maybe like 13 or 14, where I suddenly realized, oh, if I become a vet, part of my job is going to be putting animals down. And that just was not something that I knew I would be able to do. Right. There are lots of articles about childhood interests, but recently I saw one that really interested me. It was by Rachel Crowell in Rewire.org. The article is called Rediscovering Childhood Hobbies Can Make You Happier Today. The article follows a couple different people returning to things from their childhood that made them happy. One person, that's horses, and another one, it's simply wearing unicorns on their clothes again. The article made me feel a lot better about wanting to return to some of the things that had brought me joy in the past. The article also talked about ways to make your childhood interest even more helpful to you. So if you really love horses, perhaps you can go and volunteer helping others learn how to ride horses. It really made me think about my childhood interests and how different ways I could return to them. 
Every week I'm going to be posting articles similar to this that I think are interesting and hopefully can connect people back to passions, or even make them find new passions that they'd be interested in. So feel free to check them out. I was that you mentioned like history is like both a personal interest and also like a professional one. And I do definitely feel the same way with documentary. Like I love documentary. I love watching documentaries, but sometimes it does feel like work because I'm like, I'm too, my head, my head's too in it, you know? Like, yeah. Cause like, you see, you're like, oh, I know how you did this. Or right. Like, or like, I oh, this. I would do this somewhat differently or yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the same way. My, one of my brothers has uh, a master's in film and communication and he loves film and like he wants that's also similarly his career path that he wants to do but sometimes we'll be watching movies and I can tell that that's no longer a part of his brain that he can switch off right because he knows he knows all the background he knows what all this means exactly and so it's really cool in that way to like engage and be like oh so like what does this mean like how do you think they did this so like for me that's really cool to like learn about but I think for him sometimes a little bit torture because he's like oh I just want to watch this Right. Especially I feel like I hate when I'm like, oh, well, I totally would have done that differently. Because once I'm like, I would have oh. done it differently, then I'm like, mine could have been better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Where you're like, mm, this is, <laughs> no. That's yeah. like very similar. Like we, uh, I was in a class where, like called history and film, where we were talking all about history films, about like different, how they did it and stuff like that. And the difference between like, films that are a historical context but at the end of the day a film is meant to be entertaining not necessarily educational right so I remember in that class we had so many debates about it about like well this wasn't historically accurate so is it still a good film and it's like well it depends on what you mean by the context of good film because clearly it made like five million dollars at the box office so like right, people liked so it people liked it so it just depends on what your definition of in that scenario yeah that's interesting but I totally understand that that difference where you're like I don't want this to be work I want this to be an escape I want to relax and you feel like you can't do that anymore which sucks it does yeah it's I feel like it does sometimes get in the way but sometimes it overlaps in a way that's cool like I mean I know you played Uncharted like mm-hmm. Uncharted has a lot of kind of history quasi yeah. history kind of stuff and like then you're like oh this is kind of cool I'm yeah like, you know? <laughs> no very much so it's very cool just in like little ways to be like oh I learned about this right like, I, I know what this is like that's that's really exciting yeah or like definitely. uh I uh got Assassin's Creed uh Valhalla which is probably to be fair one of the least accurate historical <laughs> Uh, video game Assassin's Creed has made to date. Um, still yeah. incredible, very entertaining, a great yeah. game to play. Um, but it is it's in little ways like that where it's like, oh, this is really cool. Like I know where this is. Or like thinking about other Assassin's Creed games, like the one set in France. Um, like I know uh, when Notre Dame burned, they were actually using some of Assassin's Creed's footage of Notre Dame to potentially recreate the building. Yeah, because they had done such a good job right. at being architecturally, so yeah, it was so accurate that they were able to like potentially. Because I know they're talking about doing a rebuilding, and so they've been looking at Assassin's Creed's footage of Notre Dame to hopefully help recreate it. Right, which is amazing that this is, is a video amazing. game, and like yeah. we're using it for this really beautifully historically significant piece of history. Oh, I'm just thinking, like I know this was about me, but like. let's talk let's talk talk about you like you've talked a little bit about like film and about pirates as like some of your like 
childhood interests like how do you think because I know like you are in love with documentaries but like how do you think that started as a child as like in love with film like was there like one documentary you can like I don't know if you're thinking about where you're like, oh, yes, like this just blew my mind and like started me down this path or like, so I feel like documentaries is very specific. I don't know, definitely my interest when I was younger, like I was super into virus, which yeah. in history in general, I was also definitely a history kid. Mm -hmm. um, but I think also like I was so into fiction films like or mm -hmm. TV shows like I watched, I was super into Doctor Who when I was younger, not really anymore, but um, <laughs> like super into like, I would just get really into TV shows. And I think the reason I ended up liking documentaries is because I liked that it combined in history and film. But I also think it's because I would see documentaries that would just totally change my mind about like how the world, like yeah. open my mind to how the world worked. 13th, I know I watched and I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe the prison system is so messed up. And I've just never thought about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> or even Blackfish, which I know has had some like, um, it's not considered 100% accurate. I was still like, I can't believe SeaWorld would do this. And some of it is definitely still very true. I just couldn't even believe it. So I feel like part of it is almost like an investigative kind of thing, which yeah. I don't really know where that interest exactly came from. I guess it was really into Sherlock Holmes's for a while. So maybe yeah. Sherlock Holmes's stories. Um, and again, thinking of like a, like a linear thread, I guess, in this way, it's that seeking knowledge. Right. That if you yeah. want, you want the truth. And you've always been someone who is like, you are very justice oriented to me, that you are always very much like this is wrong and it's dumb and it needs to change. So not surprised in that way that you're like documentaries in a lot of ways are like the good ones anyway, in my mind, are focusing on a problem or something that is not necessarily talked about in mainstream media and right. trying to make it more known in some yeah. ways like that. Ones at least that focus on like really heavy topics. I'm trying to think, what's the movie about like the climber that like does- Oh, um, Free Solo. Free Solo, yeah. Like that's more, it's awesome. It's super um, cool, but it is more like a Patagonia commercial as much as I love that <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But it is, it's also like, it's watching it is just, it blows your mind, but it's maybe not necessarily like what 13th is like. And it's also, I think in a lot of ways, giving voice to people that wouldn't necessarily have that yeah that's that's one of my favorite things about documentaries like you could see stories from people that like if this documentarian had never found them like you would never have heard that like you would just not have known about it so yeah. I do really love that so I feel like maybe this is just my own thought process but I feel like there's this stigma that it's like something that you enjoy as a kid is something that you're supposed to grow out of or it's like you like this as a child but that was as a child so as an adult that's not like something right. you're supposed it's not okay to like be excited about this anymore it is really sad I actually just read an article somewhere about how like it can be really good to return to passions you had as a kid because like like there was a reason you were passionate about it and a lot of times you're still passionate about it yeah um, I feel like I don't know I feel like I definitely return to things I was interested in as a kid all the time same and like sometimes I think like when I do that like I like return to old video games or like you know different things like that Sometimes I really feel guilty because I'm like, oh, is this something that like I shouldn't, is this a game I shouldn't be playing because I'm an adult right. and I first got this game when I was a child and like, yeah. is this, is this bad? Right. Or like, am I too old for this now? Is it yes. like, immature of me to be back on Pop Tropica? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, so thinking again about video games, yesterday was uh, like 
Pokemon's like 25th anniversary, um, which is very exciting. They came out with this whole video about like what's going on for the future of them. And they're re-releasing a game that I played, I think it was like in 2010. It's like Pokemon Pearl and Diamond. I saw and that they're they were re-releasing it yeah. for Switch. And I haven't played that game since I was like 12. And I'm still remember. so excited. Yeah, I remember going to GameStop the day it came out to get the game. Yes. That's how much I yeah. I'm yes. so like and like all of the memes that have been made have been great. Like I don't know, there's one like you know, like the one photo of like Adam Sandler. Uh, where he's like in a classroom with like all these kindergartners and he's like the one adult yeah so people I saw a meme actually before I got on where it was like me waiting for the new like Pokemon like Pearl Diamond game and it's like you as the adult with like all these children <laughs> all who the are like kids. also going to be playing it right. <laughs> but I think that's also fun because like my cousin is this fucker is like 12 mm-hmm. something like that but like she'll be like oh have you like played this game and I'm like yeah I did actually <laughs> like nice. I did <laughs> Yeah, and so it's just like like a cool way to interact with each other. Exactly, I think, yeah. And I think there's nothing wrong with with falling back on stuff like that. Yeah. It's fun and and it's reassuring because it reminds you, for me at least, of a happier time in my life. (laughs) No, no, literally, like we said, when you talked about earlier, where you were like, obviously you were passionate about this for a reason. Right. I think by revisiting those things, it reminds you of that. And also it's it's a comfort. So like, remember when I was this young and wasn't necessarily thinking about the reality of this situation? I think for me, it also is like, I just get so wistful for like times mm. gone by. Like I, <laughs> this, is a, this is a real flex I have. Um, I cry anytime I listen to the Minecraft soundtrack because oh, it bud. reminds me so much of like being 12 and playing Minecraft with my brother. Like, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know life was probably not that much better but like but you didn't think about it right I was younger I didn't think about things I yeah it's just like kind of reassuring you know yeah it's reassuring and it's cool in that way to think about as a child this is your interest and now how has it grown into I guess like thinking about that like reality check I guess Mm -hmm. that people go through where it's like okay how do I hold on to this love Thanks for listening this week, and I hope you feel like you learned something and are maybe even thinking about your own interest in a new way. If you like the podcast, then make sure to follow on Spotify so that you know when the next new episode is coming out. And once again, thanks for listening to Growing Interest with me, Riley Smedley.